Com. The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. That's what we're here for. That's why we invented this program to find people that can answer questions and be at your house. I mean, that is the whole thing. We have experts here uh, that have been with me uh, for quite some time, and uh, I have a real personal connection to uh, this show because these people have been actually in my house. Uh, I'm Mike Slayman. I am not Dave Alexander. We wish Dave was here. I wish him the best, but we're going to talk about, uh, you know, our houses, making them better places. And, uh, you know, Holly, you you improved uh, something that I didn't think, I, I didn't really know how much satisfaction that I would have when I had a new roof on my house. Because I come home every night and look up there and I say, oh, that looks great. That looks great. The rest of the house soon. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> the roof was good. Uh, we have uh, Holly Bowers from Roof Works, and we've got uh, Brock Emmons, uh, Triangle Radiant Barrier. Uh, he was in the bottom of my house uh, not too long ago and, and looking at things and telling me that I had mold. And he said, don't worry about it. Yeah, we, we got that figured out pretty quickly. We're excited to have Mike on the show today. We've been trying to get Mike here on the show for two years now, so... We're excited you're filling in for Dave. Hope Dave is uh, feeling better. I heard he called into the earlier show. Yeah, 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 with a, a little issue, but uh, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He feels absolutely great. Um, it's just, you know, some of these breakthrough cases, everybody's having them. That's right. Uh, and, uh, you know, we just want everyone to be safe, get vaccinated, take care of yourselves. And, uh, you know, uh, you guys still uh, looking out for protecting your clients, right? That's right. Yeah. Before COVID hit, you know, we did what most companies do. We go out and measure the house and sit down at your kitchen table and touch all your things while we're working up an estimate. And we had to take a, a back seat to that uh, approach once, once COVID hit. So now we do no contact visits. We'll come out and take measurements of the crawl space or the space uh, wearing shoe coverings and mm -hmm. masks in most cases even wearing gloves now we do a virtual estimate so after we've taken the measurements of the home we work the estimate up and we do a zoom call we've designed a powerpoint presentation where we can go through all the photos that we took when we were under the house or in the attic kind of walk you through all the different options that we offer uh, and it gives you an opportunity to ask all the questions you'd like without me having to sit in your living room to mm -hmm. do such. Very good, very good. Uh, Holly, uh, I'm sure you take the same, similar type yeah, precautions? Yeah, I mean, our industry is quite a bit different, especially with leak cost, because we have to get inside. We can't mm -hmm. really give you an estimate without getting in the attic, making sure that we're locating exactly where the leak is. So it has been, it, it was pretty challenging for us, but we were just being safe with the COVID. If, anybody has any symptoms or obviously COVID, then they're not working. So we're, we're keeping them out. We just want to make sure we keep our guys safe and the homeowners safe. Yeah. One thing we haven't got, gotten into too much is something that I saw firsthand is the inspection. So, you know, you're finding things that uh, the average homeowner 
has been seeing and, and really is just forgotten about. Uh, so tell me some of the things that you're looking for in, in inspection. So basically with the inspections, we put boots on the roof because for us to inspect the roof, we really need to get up there and have the guys on site. We, you, we use drones for measurement, but not drones for roof inspections because there's quite a bit of a difference between the two because with boots on the roof, we've got to, we can check shingle patterns and all those things that you physically have to touch to make sure that you're seeing and knowing what, what condition things are in. So mm-hmm. that, those guys are very thorough. They check every section of the roof from front to back, check all the details, nail patterns, flashing patterns, everything. So it's a very, very, very thorough event thorough inspection. Now, I've heard of uh, companies using drones for roof inspections. You guys use them for measurements? We use them for measurements, but for inspections, that we just don't, we don't trust really? them. Yeah, just wow. because there are so many components to a roof that you do have to get up there. You, you do have to have your hands on. And drones, they're great for technology for the measurement side, but mm-hmm. not necessarily for the inspection side. That's a it's a great tool to be able to have when you have a two three story home with a twelve twelve pitch roof. Yeah, which is almost like a vertical wall. A twelve twelve is a very very steep roof. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not very safe to get uh, get guys up there to do yeah. an inspection. It's one thing if they're putting a new roof on because you can set up all the safety equipment, mount that to the roof. So having uh, the opportunity to use a drone to do inspections and measurements, that's pretty cool. I like that. Too bad you can't get a drone in your crawl spaces. It would be nice. (laughs) It's not fun crawling around under a house before we seal it. Uh, So, yeah, we run into all kinds of stuff down there. Maybe get a robot or something. Yeah, That would be great. It's kind of the same thing with Brock, though. you got to get in there and really get your eyes on it and your hands on it. Yeah, you really do. I I mean, you you say I'm so fortunate because I've got, what, like a – four and a half foot uh, crawl space, I'm six foot two, which doesn't help me too much. I mean, I have to bend around, but that's not the normal. No, no, those are those are great. If you can get these four, five, six foot crawl spaces where you can get down there and walk around. Uh, you know, we normally don't run into high moisture content in those type of spaces. The yeah. majority of the spaces that we run into are very tight. You're down on your hands and knees crawling around in insulation and mice and bugs and snakes and all the other little wonderfuls you find under the home yeah there's some kind of a really ugly creature under there too there's uh yeah the uh, you know there's a scientific word for it we call them cave crickets uh you can get on your phone and google cave cricket oh, something something will so pop up <laughs> they are big and ugly and gross and uh they do not like the lights mm. as soon as a flashlight hits them they go another direction but they believe it or not they can cause a lot of damage to the wood down there they uh leave little um Oh, what's the best way to say it? Um, they use the restroom on the wood yes, under the house. And do. if you have high moisture content or relative humidity down there, and now you have bug fecal matter on on the wood, you can start getting a lot of mold growing off of that. So that's a common thing we run into. All right. Well, you're listening to Making Your Home Great. Uh, we would love you to make this a better program. <laughs> <laughs> by giving us a call. Nine, uh, that's 919-860-9783. Holly Bowers uh, from, from RoofWorks here with us uh, as well. Uh, Holly, you know, one thing, and this is a reason why I wanted my roof done, and my wife put an end to this about, uh, about a year and a half ago, me going up and 
cleaning out the gutters, okay? <laughs> and what I noticed was most of the debris was shingle grit, right? So when that comes off, the roof is more vulnerable, I would think. Yeah, and that's really that's really one of the best indications that the age is really at the point of replacement because the more gran- you'll get granules that come off the roof on a brand new roof, but that only lasts for a short period of time. It's just some extra granules, but when you start seeing a lot at, when your roof is at the end of its life, that's a very good indication that you definitely need a roof replacement. You know, I, I, I wanted to ask you, too, because we had, uh, what, two ice storms in a row. Uh, people that had gutters that had to be replaced, uh, the gutters got heavier uh, and maybe more damage happened. Uh, did you find any, any more calls at the office? Yeah, I mean, we had some. Usually when you're seeing that, it's probably, probably if the gutter's hanging off, it's because the fascia's rotten which is going to happen just because you have all that weight in the gutter. And then also like the old spike and feral gutter systems that are just, you know, this, the spikes are coming loose. That's usually what causes that as well. Uh, let's talk about gutters uh, because, uh, you know, we're here in the winter and, and the s- spring is coming up. But uh, people basically just think about, you know, in the fall uh, for gutters and debris. Uh, but uh it's important to keep track of that, right? It is. I mean, it's it's really depending on the tree coverage around your house because there are some homes that have to get their roof and gutters cleaned four times a year. Mm-hmm. Some only need it one time a year. So if you've got a lot of tree coverage, yes, I would recommend keeping that off the roof, the roof especially because pine needles and leaves that build up in the valley areas and transitional areas, they're not going to come off. So what happens is they can't dry up. So in turn, it breaks the shingles down and also rots the plywood. So it's critical to keep that debris off the roof at all times. Yeah, and you told me you told me about this because I was going around, and it was particularly after we had snow there, right? So we had debris and the snow covering the the debris. It means that not much is moving yeah. that stuff. I Which mean, means like, we need to come out and get that off the roof is what that yes, sounds Yes, we like. do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, Brock, uh, tell me what you've been uh, seeing this week. Well, it's actually kind of funny you guys are talking about gutters because we're getting a lot of customers here recently that are reaching out due to water being under the home. Ah. Well, that that's your gutters in most cases. I'm finding a, an alarming amount of customers are reaching out to us don't have gutters on their house at all. They just never bothered putting them up there. Mm. And, uh, you know, I try to explain to people the gutters, they're, they're, the amount of water that comes off of your roof in a major rainstorm, I mean, could practically fill up a swimming pool. It is an mm. enormous amount of water. Well, those gutters are supposed to catch that water, bring them down the downspouts, and relocate that water to another area, okay? If you don't have gutters, what's happening is you are overwatering your foundation. That water is going under your retaining wall into your crawl space and can cause a lot of different problems, not just mold growth, but uh, damaged insulation. And in most cases, the damper the environment, the more reptiles we find down there, lizards and snakes and frogs and even turtles, believe it or not, underneath customers' homes. So you, you want gutters. You want them installed properly. You want that drainage pushed away from your foundation if you have a crawl space. That's true, and especially if you've got if you have very small overhangs and you don't have gutters. A lot of times, what you'll see is like on the back of the house where you have a back deck and a, a back door going into 
an area inside. If you don't have gutters there, what happens is the water is shedding. So it's shedding on the deck, and it's probably going to shed on that threshold and rot all of that area out. So what you probably can't see right now is going to end up becoming a huge, huge repair. That's right. Yeah. What is good and what is bad. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, there's <laughs> pros and cons. Uh, but we're getting a lot of crawl space work right now. Customers are worried. And they know the rains are coming back. The humidity is coming back. They didn't have an opportunity to do it last year, so they want to try to right. tackle it this year before the, the season comes back. But that's keeping us busy. All right, well, you're tuned to Making Your Home Great. We have uh, Holly Bowers from Roofworks here. We've got Brock Emmons from Triangle Radiant Barrier. They've got uh, lots of uh, knowledge about lots of things. So uh, give us a call. In fact, the next one to call wins a gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill. If we need that incentive to get you to call in, fine. But this <laughs> is a great show, all right? You are tuned to AM 680. And FM 98.5 WPTF. Yes, uh, this is uh, Making Your Home Great. Uh, unfamiliar voice to a lot of folks. Uh, Dave Alexander is not here. Call me 11 o'clock. Just sitting down. I just got the uh, guitar out of my attic. Now, I have to talk about this because... The attic is where it all started. That's it right. It all started in my attic, and um, it's not really important to, to talk about why, but uh, anyhow, there was something cited there that was troublesome, and uh, let's just say, oh, if you have some kind of a rodent that maybe flies around. Um, <laughs> you know, and you don't see it flying around, but you see... Gifts. The remnants of them <laughs> the flying gifts, around. That's the right. Gifts, That's right. right. Yes. Yeah. So um, I was concerned because um, some of these remnants were on my insulation. Mm -hmm. uh, and you weren't really particularly shocked by this. No, no, not in North Carolina. It's pretty common we get into customers' attics and run into these uh, flying rodents, also known as bats. Um, and they can cause havoc if they're not taken care of uh, carefully, you know, um, I obviously don't recommend going in there and causing any of them harm, but if you're able to get those entrances blocked up at night when they're out flying around, um, you definitely don't want them uh, up in your attic. They can cause all kinds of issues, damage the insulation. Uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of customers will reach out to us because they start seeing a stain on their drywall, on the ceiling not realizing that they had had bats up in their attic for months. And unfortunately, the uh, gifts that the bats were leaving had soaking through the insulation and reached the drywall. So it can can cost a lot of money. Uh, you definitely want to try to get those those little guys out of there. Yeah, I think it would be a problem. By the way, they're, they're uh, endangered species, and you can't get rid of them. So, <laughs> so as much as I wanted to. I remember my dad um, had this BB gun because we had uh, uh, pigeons. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, he, he never got one of those uh, guys. But uh, anyhow, uh, what you did there, though, is – you did a evaluation of what I needed because I didn't know if I needed extra insulation, uh, if I needed like the radiant barrier. Because mm -hmm. we even had some folks 
you know, just put radiant barrier or or different types of insulation. So how do you decide, you know, what's best for particular situations? That's a good call. Um, a good question. So I, I try to address the customer's concerns. Um, we approach insulating homes a little differently than most. Uh, a lot of companies have preferences. They lean one direction or another with different types of materials. My job is to educate the homeowner on what type of insulations are out there and, and what you can expect with each one of those. So when I go to a customer's home, normally the first questions I ask are, what kind of issues are you having? What are we trying to fix here? And if a homeowner says, well, you know, I'm not really having issues, but I want to cool the attic off for storage. Okay, well, I've got a, two or three insulations that'll do that. These are the prices. This is what you can expect. Or if it's uh, it's freezing cold on the top floor uh, in the in the winter time or the bottom floor in the winter time, we've got a few different insulations that can address that problem. So, our our main outlook is is what kind of issues are you having? Let me explain the different options that are available and the different price points, and you and your family can pick which one you think is best best suited for you in your home. Yeah, and in our situation, it was fine, uh, but you said that was because I had a lot of ventilation. Uh, explain that. You do. Your your ventilation was outstanding. If I remember correctly, you had um, soffit vents, gable vents, and a ridge vent. Uh, so you had excellent intake and outtake ventilation. Your insulation was not poor. Actually, if I remember correctly, your insulation was not too bad. I think what I noticed in your home was we wanted to put in a radiant barrier door cover, I think an attic uh ladder door cover and I believe we air sealed your attic but those were really the only two things that jumped out to me as something I would have said you needed to do yeah yeah that was it that was it uh and you know turning to Holly uh you know we talked about um different grades of shingles and it was amazing to me I mean, they put together this, this sheet, and there's like A, B. That's what I do, you know, in my real life. I, I give people choices, A, B, and C. You gave me A, B, and C. But the thing that shocked me is from going A to B, it was just a dramatic difference in the look of the shingles, and the price was not that much higher. That's true, and that's why you came to the showroom so that you could see all the options. Right. And then I remember you guys talking about painting, which I said, well, let's go look at houses. So you're driving around town looking at houses that were going to be the new color to make sure that you guys like the color that I recommended. So, yeah, there's a lot that goes into play with it. You've got several different styles, options, price points, and the biggest thing that really determines that is the look. And then also um, with the shingles is how long you want those shingles to last because you mm -hmm. you put on a shingle like a Grand Manor, for instance, it's, it's a triple laminated shingle. So that's a true 50 year shingle. So that shingle is going to, it's built to last, it's going to last you a very, very long time. She means longer than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and that, that, that goes into play a lot as well. Absolutely. Talk about that showroom because it has lots of things. It has everything because the reason why we designed it is we wanted people to be able to come to our place and see all the different styles and options before they made a decision because it's a big expense, as you know. Mm -hmm. And if you don't look at all the options, you what we don't want is you to put the shingle on and then realize that there was another product that you probably would have liked better and you weren't aware of. Yeah, this isn't like a rug. 
You buy no, a rug, you go in there, you lay it down, you're like, oh, I don't like how that looks. You roll it back up and you go return the rug. Right. Once the roof is on, you're stuck with it. You are stuck with it. Make it the right choice before can't, you have it installed. Can't change the color. That's right. Well, you can, <laughs> but by putting a new roof on, which you don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I, and I have to say, you, you know, um, uh, you guys went beyond uh, because we really didn't know if you wanted a dark gray or black or, or, or something else. And, and here's a good thing to do right around. That's exactly Find out right. A house that's similar in color, similar in what you want done, and try to match it up. That's yes, and I always recommend that because colors can be deceiving because one color on one color siding house could look totally different on a different house with maybe brick or white siding. So it's always good. I, I will give my recommendation, but I always want you to go put your eyes on it just because what I like and you like might be two different things. Yes, I can, I can tell you it's a crowning achievement on, on my house and I've worked on my house a lot last year and more to come, more to come too of making your home great. We were with Brock Emmons from Triangle Radiant Barrier and Holly Bowers from Roofworks. Give us a call at 919-860-9783. This is WPTF. And we are back. Making your home great. Don't you want to make it great? Get two people in here that can make it great. <laughs> I tell you, uh, last summer, I was, look, I, I was looking uh, at uh, an app um, that uh, Brock told me to install because it's like eyes. It's like having someone that lives down there all the time, right? Under the house, uh, yeah. Under the like this little little creature, and uh, it it told me because it was so hot. I mean, oh, uh, but under my crawl space, I mean, it was like 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 in in the house. I mean, it was just a few degrees. Uh, Less, mm -hmm. you know, like 80 degrees, I want to say, and it was probably like 98 outside. degrees outside. Yep. And, and that's all because of maybe some of the work you did, I hope. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we uh, we sealed your crawl space about six months ago. Um, if I remember correctly, you, and as we talked about, you had a little bit more of a wide open crawl space. Now, you went with um, the crawl barrier material, is that correct? Or did we just wasn't do your... wasn't quite out yet. Wasn't out yet. So we sealed yeah. your vents and put a dehumidifier down there with, with some new plastic. Um, what, what type of impacts did you see in the last six months? Um, you know, you, it has this door, right? And it's a way that you do your door that's uh -huh. really, really interesting. It's, it's, uh, you, you, you don't open it normally. It just comes out. You have like these two handles. You pull it out, uh, and it's sealed, and it's got material around it. I mean, it is like it's sealed in there. And you go inside, and there's this whiteness everywhere. <laughs> you take I your mean, shoes off before you get under I, the house? I don't even want to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the cleanest thing in our entire house. Sorry, hun. I mean, it is. <laughs> it is the cleanest room in our house. It's, uh, you know, people, people laugh because I tell them you'll, you'll take your shoes off to get under your house when we're done with it. And people think I'm exaggerating and that's just not the case. We try to leave that environment nearly sterile when, when we get out of there. 
you know, a lot of the air you breathe originates under the home. Mm-hmm. Okay, You're, a lot of customers have their air handling unit down there, and I, I find a great deal of those air handling unit, the fresh air intake cancels in the crawl space, which means it's sucking in the air that it mm-hmm. blows through your system from under the house. Well, if you have a really moldy environment down there, okay, the, most of what we do is to in, improve indoor air quality. And customers that we have that are asthmatic, they have uh, major allergy problems. Uh, they're constantly complaining about sneezing fits and runny eyes and runny nose. Believe it or not, most of our customers reach out to us after we've encapsulated the crawl space and said, oh, my gosh, it's virtually fixed my allergies. I, I didn't use nasal spray last night for the first time in two years. Like It makes us feel good about what we do. We really enjoy what we do because we're not just improving the value of your home. We're improving the value of your lifestyle. Mm, we're giving problem. you cleaner air to breathe inside the home. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing you told me about uh, is, Mike, I think you need a dehumidifier. Why did you say that? Well, so if you seal up the vents here in North Carolina, you're required to condition the environment. And code will allow you to condition it two different ways with something referred to as air induction and a dehumidifier. Now, air induction is essentially HVAC. They tap into a junction box underneath the house and they put an inducer on it, which means when you're running your air conditioner or heater, you start displacing a little bit of air underneath the house. Now, that does pass code. It does not work very well, and I'll kind of explain why. Most people are under the impression the highest humidity is when it's 95 degrees outside and sunny. That's not the case. It's when it's 70 degrees outside, cloudy and rainy. That is when the humidity content is at its highest. Well, if you're using your HVAC, to maintain low relative humidity in your crawl space on a day where it's 72 degrees outside, cloudy and rainy, your air conditioner's not running. You're not putting any air underneath the house. So in our experience, air induction in the most critical of times, is not actually doing what you have, or what you want it to be doing down there. The dehumidifier cancels all of that. Works like an air conditioner. So it has an internal thermal hygrometer. When the humidity gets too high, it turns on. Mm-hmm. brings the humidity back down, then it shuts off. You're no longer having to use your thermostat to maintain humidity, which can cause a pretty dramatic increase in utility cost. Yeah, and, you know, the other thing, too, is uh, with that app, because there's an app associated with that, so it, it, it monitors, and you said that's important because if you have a power outage, uh, that could affect things. We install a thermohygrometer that has its own app that syncs up to your smartphone. We uh, none of our competitors do this. If you think I'm pulling your leg, you reach out to all the other crawlspace companies and ask Mm. them if they install a sensor. They don't. We do it for a few reasons. Yes, if you have a dehumidifier, Mm. well, we can set that app to send you an emergency alert. So if you and your family go out to dinner, there's a power surge in the neighborhood. You come home, all the lights are on. You don't even know what happened. If that dehu is tripped off, the humidity in your crawl space is going to rise. It's going to hit a critical point, and it's going to send you a text message. Mm. While you do, those are little GFI outlets, kind of like the ones in the bathroom that you yeah, can, yeah. if you're blow-drying your hair, you can trip the outlet, and you got to push the button back in. I don't have enough hair to blow-dry, <laughs> but I, I, I feel like other people, that's relatable. Well, all you got to do is crawl up to the little outlet and click it back on to get the dehu running. Right. But it tracks the data. 
You know the temperature, you know the humidity under your home 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it will track that data up to a year. So you will know for a fact the money you paid us to come out and do your crawl space is working. That's why we install those sensors. We want you to know all the money you just paid to have this done was not done in vain. It is working. It's doing a great job. And here's the data to back that up. Our number is uh, 919-860-9783. We'd love you to, you know, call in with your problems, uh, not just talk about my house. Uh, but, uh, you know, let's t- turn to uh, Holly and, you know, ask her uh, one question, too, is I was proactive on my roof because yeah, I was living there 25 years. It was fine. I didn't see any leaks after you, know, you inspected for the BATS. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's better to, to take care of something. Uh, President Kennedy said the best time to replace your roof is when the sun is shining, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a quote from him. It means a lot of other things. But for me, uh, I took it quite literally. I, I just didn't want to have any major problems. And uh, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I, I thought I waited too long, to be honest with you. I mean, I think that the fact that your roof lasted that long with no problems, you're pretty lucky. So that's, I mean, you, that roof was built to last. So it sounds like you were proactive. Um, that's not always the case with everybody else's situation, but that's why we always say get roof inspections because you just don't know what you're dealing with until we get up there and put our eyes on it and see what type of condition it's in. Because a lot of times with leaks, the leaks don't show themselves on the concrete or on the sheetrock until they've mm. been leaking for some time. So yeah. you might have had a leak that showed up two years ago, but you're finally seeing a stain on the ceiling inside that room, which means that there's probably a lot more damage than you realized. So even if you can just get in your attic and check your attic once a year, see if there's any water on the subfloor, any water stains on the um, roof decking on the underside of it, that's going to help you give you really good indications. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and two weeks ago, I stopped into your, to your showroom right after the, the first snow and ice event. And uh, I was asking your receptionist, what's your name? Uh, Brigitte. 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 Love that name. Brigitte. Uh, I was asking Brigitte, uh, you know, how are things? It says, don't you just hate the snow? I said, no, because that's when, that's when people realize they need a roof, right? Is there something more with ice and snow that uh, affects you spotting problems? Oh, yeah, because with snow, snow tends to sit on the roof. So if it's sitting on the roof, then that's really when leaks show up. Versus if it's just a rainstorm, if water's coming in from a, from a rainstorm, it means you probably got a pretty good open hole somewhere. But with snow, with it, as it melts, it's just working its way through. And that's really always a good time to know that, hey, I got a problem. I didn't know I had a problem, but now I do know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you get a... Take the detectives out, right? Yeah. I mean, finding the leak. That's right. And we do have to wait. I mean, we're not going to put the guys on the roofs when it's snow and ice because obviously their safety comes first. So we have to wait till that melts, which it does take quite a bit longer. So our schedule gets delayed a bit. But 
eventually, the good thing about this area is snow doesn't sit too long. Yeah. If you have a question for any of our guests here today, uh, I don't even call you a guest, really. I mean, you're, you're part of the family here with uh, uh, WPTF. But uh, if you have a question for Holly or Brock, uh, call right now, 919-860-973. Win yourself a uh, High Park a uh, gift certificate, mighty fine place to uh, uh, lunch and dine. So uh, let's uh, t- talk about uh, this material. I was so excited when this came out because Brock said he's been talking to his uh, crawl space manufacturer, and uh, y- you thought to yourself there may be a cheaper alternative because. I guess, you know, the fact that you have to do a seal crawl space just puts a lot of money uh, that you need right away to get done. I mean, they, they can be expensive. They can be, um, you know, and that's that's pretty common. Uh, the, the, the fun part of my job is when I write up a quote for a client and they look at it and both their eyebrows go up to their hairline and they're like, well, I thought it was going to be a lot more money than that. Yeah. I guess there's a common misconception probably due to a lot of my competitors that jack up pricing and uh, cause it to be a a much more expensive undertaking than it really needs to Mm -hmm. be right so for many years the two ways to encapsulate a crawl space is spray foam and foam board those were the two options well the manufacturer that uh, produces our radiant barrier we've been working with for many years and they kept approaching us trying to come up with a solution for a crawl space material and i kept telling them it's got to pass code requirements so right. these are the, these are the specifications that uh, would be needed not thinking that they would go out and create it but i was wrong they definitely did they sent me a sample we sent it off for testing everything came back clear it passes code now, why is this important? Well, the cheapest option to seal your crawl space has always been spray foam. Okay? Right. Foam board is more expensive because it's a lot more labor intensive to install. Well, spray foam, you, the dog, the cat, the family, the grandma, everybody has to be out of the house 24 hours. Well, this new material is substantially cheaper than spray foam. It's already curated, so you and your family can be home during the entire install process. And uh, we have matched it up with spray foam and foam board, and we are getting virtually the exact same results out of crawl spaces. So it's amazing. It's a cheaper option. It's a healthier option. Quicker, not, quicker to install. Much quicker. We yeah. can get down there and install typically a fully sealed crawl space in two to three days, mm-hmm. depending on size. So we're very excited about it, and it is selling faster than we can get it in. Right, right. So, so you know, uh, th- this is a, a great alternative, and and. The point you're making is, you know, most people need that protection, right? And they just they just say, well, you know, just I just don't know. I, I just can't do that at this point. But the crawl barrier certainly makes it possible for certain people. That's right. And we have clients that do it in stages. You know, look, if we could say, hey, we, we can do a fully sealed crawl space. And we have some customers that say, well, we want to do that, but you know, up front, let's just do the plastic and seal the vents and maybe a dehumidifier. And next spring, we'll come back and insulate the walls. So we can break it up in pieces uh, as long as uh, we leave your environment better than we found it in. That's our our goal. Yes, yes. Uh, And our goal here on Making Home Great is to 
help people make their home better. Uh, and I think we have somebody with a question, uh, maybe a little too soon. I am. I am a little too soon. But uh, <laughs> Uh, at, at any rate, you know, don't put it off. Don't put it off because, uh, you know, the mold is just going to get worse, right? Yeah, it's dormant right now. Most customers have no idea they have mold under their house because it's winter. It, it, we Our phones start ringing first to middle part of March, and they're like, we're starting to get smells in our house. Well, that's all the mold that was under your house during the winter that was dormant. It's waking up. Mm. The humidity's back, the moisture's back, and it's it's back with a vengeance. All right, well, let's go to Becca on the line. Becca, hi there. Welcome to Making Your Home Great. Hey, guys. How are you? Great. You have a question for Brock or Holly? Um, I have one for Brock. I listen every week, and I've heard him talk about crawl barrier quite a bit. Um, but I'm just curious, why? what's the point in encapsulating the crawl space? I know that a couple friends of mine have just sealed the vent and installed a dehumidifier. So what's the point of insulating the walls? Well, that's a great question. That is a good question. Well, so in some cases you can achieve the humidity that you would like uh, by just sealing the vents and having a dehumidifier installed. The reason you do encapsulation is if you seal the exterior walls of your crawl space, per code you're allowed to remove all of the batted insulation from the subfloor. Now, we were just talking about indoor air quality. If you go down under your house and you turn a flashlight on, you're going to see all that insulation floating around in the air down there. By being able to have the opportunity to pull all of that insulation out, you are actually improving your indoor air quality. That stuff is not getting pulled into your air handling unit, and it's not getting blown inside your house. A lot of people don't realize that the majority of the dust you're cleaning around in your house is broken down insulation that's been sucked into your air conditioning unit that gets blown in through the vents. That's why there's always little dust mites on the vent covers. Okay, so the cleaner your crawl space can be, the cleaner the environment inside the home. Also, in insulating the walls is going to cut down on the dehumidifier runtime. If we just seal your vents, that dehumidifier is probably going to be running between four and six hours a day. If you encapsulate the crawl space, you're able to cut that runtime uh, run down to about an hour or two. So it virtually cuts the runtime in half, obviously prolonging the life expectancy of the unit. Excellent question, Becca. Yeah. Hey, Becca, thank you for the question. Uh, you have won a High Park uh Gift certificate, High Park Bar and Grill, home of the $6 burger. I hope you enjoy that. Thank you. I appreciate all the information. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you are listening to Make Your Home Great. Still have uh, more time for more questions to be answered. Um, let's turn to Holly one, one second because uh, uh, I was uh, t talking to uh, your owner, uh, <laughs> Derwin Manus. And uh, Derwin was also telling me something I didn't really realize is that uh, – uh, you do commercial work too, and and for some folks, you know, the, the home away from home, unfortunately, is the office. And if the office is leaking, if if uh, the environment is not leaking, is leaking, they can cause a lot of damage, a lot of downtime. Uh, so we just want to just put out the fact that you know, if, if you do have a business, uh, that RoofWorks can help. Yes, and that's what's so 
great about us is that we can do any and everything. It doesn't it doesn't matter what type of structure you have, what type of roof system you have, what problem you have, we can help you with all of that. From the smallest little leak to a full replacement, roof inspections, coatings, maintenance plans, roof cleanings, gutter cleanings, skylights, chimney caps. We we do we do it all. So that's a lot of people don't realize that we do do it all. We're not just geared towards residential work. We do a lot of residential, a lot of multifamily, and a lot mm-hmm. of commercial. And we can help you any with any problem that you have. Yeah. So you guys do TPO? We do it all. TPO roofs. Okay. TPO. It's TPO. a commercial grade roof. It's like oh. walking around on a rubber roof. It it's is. really cool. And Those things last long as long as they're installed properly. They do. And that's and that's what's so great is we have technicians that are they're very good at what they do. And we have technicians that do TPO flat roofs. They don't do shingle roofs. They stick to what they're good at. And the same with shingles. We, we do mm-hmm. specialty work. We've got a huge metal department, and we can actually make panels and do all these things in-house. So metal roofs, that's a big deal. We have some of the top guys in this whole area that can put metal on. Slate, tile, cedar, synthetics. And there, there's a lot, and there's, and that's what I think makes us so special. Yeah, you also can install something where you can get some, some kind of tax savings. Can you explain that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, you know, th- that it'd be more uh, efficient because it is more efficient. You get more tax savings. Anyway, go to the website. Lots of information there, roofworks.com. That's uh, roof, W-E-R-K-S.com. One thing I do know how to spell better than, than Dave Alexander, by the way. Um, and any other comments about uh, uh, commercial roofs? Uh, I would just say give us a call. I mean, like I said, we can help you with anything you have on the commercial side as well as multifamily and residential. And there are, you know, there are shingle options out there that can get you impacts on your your homeowner's insurance. Yeah. So, yeah. for example, if you have a, a three tab roof and then you you move up to a impact resistant fifty year uh, a designer shingle, mm-hmm. a lot of insurance companies will give you a discount because they know that roof is going to go through a few hailstorms before it would ever need to be replaced. Mm-hmm. as opposed to the roof you have on currently, which might make it through one before the insurance has to replace it. So there are some good reasons on, on improving the roof that you have uh, to not only get some bonuses back from homeowner's insurance, but not have to replace it again two years later when another bad hailstorm rolls through. That's right. And, and you're out another deductible. Right. And and the most important thing is it always increases the value of your home. So that's that's the most important. Your home is your most expensive asset. So you mm-hmm. want to protect that. You want to take care of it. You want to keep up with it. You want to do all those things. If you're going to spend this money paying for a mortgage, that's a long-term investment. So put your money in the right place because your home is where you need to make sure that you keep that safe and you you make it, I guess, for the long term. Yeah, second, yeah, yeah. second most important. Uh, my first is my, my cowboy boots. <laughs> oh, but my, yeah. my, my roof is number two. That's right. Definitely. You know, we don't talk about this much, but um, when you do improve your home, that doesn't improve the resale value of your house? I, I mean, mean, I would think that would go for the crawl space, too. Yeah, it does. Uh, actually, if you encapsulate a crawl space, that's a capital gain improvement. So the majority of our contracts don't even have don't even have much sales tax on it because it is a capital gain improvement. All right. You are tuned to Making Your Home Great on FM 98.5 and AM 680 WPTF. Making Your Home Great. FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. 
This hour has flown by. I can't believe it. Um, but, uh, you know, before we go, I want to talk about, um, you know, well, let's really, we have very, sh- very short period of time. What what uh, message do you want to leave with homeowners, uh, Holly, um, you know, I- as far as, you know, checking out your roof? So I would say, give us a call. Like I always go back to inspections, inspections, inspections. So if you can be proactive, just like Mike was, and get us out there and take a look at it, we can help you figure out what the plan of action is to make you make that roof last as long as it possibly can. Because we're not going to go out and sell you a roof if you don't need a roof. If you just need some maintenance and repair, that's what we're going to do. We're going to be honest with you, and we're going to tell you that. And we're going to get you to the long game. So I mm-hmm. say to when it's time for replacement and let you know kind of what that lifespan looks like for you. Right. Get up in your attic because you can learn a lot, right? Because you'll see some spots from from dry wood or something where maybe there was a leak. Uh, Brock, uh, how do they contact you? You can always reach out to us at triangleradiantbarrier.com or reach us at 919-986-8808. And for Holly, it's RoofWorks. That's Roof, W-E-R-K-S.com. Phone number 919-852-660. So it's 919-852-8808. Two six six zero. They're very good. Uh, this has been making your home great.